Blog Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good afternoon, America. Today is June the 12th, 2013. And before this show even begins, I just want to tell everyone, um, thank you for all the birthday wishes yesterday. That was, like, really cool. Um, I think I got, like, 600 and something wishes from just people on Facebook. So I didn't get a chance quite naturally to respond to everyone the way that I wanted to. But I do want to tell you, thank you so much. I am humbled, I'm touched um, to just get that much love from you. Um, it, it really it's remarkable, so I do want to say thank you for taking the time um, for all the nice cards. And it's really funny. I, I'm looking at this Facebook thing, and I'm seeing all these cakes, so a lot of you guys made me just break my diet plans because all these pictures of these cakes and cupcakes, and I ended up uh, going to Caravas and eating stuff that I had no damn business eating. So I'm going to blame you because everything I do is not my fault. Anyway, with that said, uh, today's topic is one that I think we need to really bring out in the open. And that is this thing about relationships and relatedness. There's so many people out there today that, for lack of a better choice of words, we're getting into a relationship, one, that we probably shouldn't the heck have gotten into to start with. And then once we get in this relationship, we realize at some point that, you know, this was not the thing to do. This was, um, let's just say, one of our uh, more dense moments so in doing something like that, it, we find ourselves waking up almost like on that movie, The Hangover, where you wake up drunk with your tooth pulled out, a tattoo on your face going, what the hell have I done? And then naturally we are wise enough to say this this isn't working. We, you know, that, that spirit kicks in and tells you, you know damn well you should not have gotten in that marriage or you shouldn't have moved in the house with this person or this thing just really wasn't meant to be. And we leave it. You know, thank God we leave it. Unfortunately, our bodies leave, but our hearts often remain there. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, I want to make sure that I do this before we even get started on this conversation uh, if you want to call in and you have a sh uh, story to tell, a question to ask, and you want it said on air, you can call us at 646-478-5610, repeating 646-478-5610. Or you can always do the chat room thing or shoot my producer an email at juliadevonyoung.com or you can hit me. So with all of that said, let's get to the meat and bones of this. First, 
I find it interesting that most men aren't the reason relationships end. That that blew my mind. And doing the research, um, and I'm going to go through a top ten list of why women end relationships. The first one is I am not ready for commitment. Now, this goes against every stereotype in, uh, of the commitment fold male that the number one most popular line is used by women in ending a relationship, and that's just not being ready to commit. Now, why is that? In my opinion, I think that women are thinkers. Men are too. I'm not saying that all men are stuck on stupid, but um, when your spirit tells you not to do something, it is wise to heed it because an ounce of prevention definitely beats a pound of cure. And what I mean by your spirit talking to you for you agnostics out there, that's that little thing where you get that little wind blowing on the back of your neck feeling or, you know, uh, maybe in the gustatory response in the stomach, you get knots in the stomach you can't eat or you start having like these weird nightmares or dreams. Uh, You know, you might want to heed that stuff because that's God letting you know, hey, baby girl, this is not the move for you. And then the other one, and this one I really like because if this is going to be another stereotype flipped straight on the head because it's thought that men make these comments. But the other stereotype is women are saying this is just moving too fast. Again, sisters, I applaud you. You never, ever, 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 ever should get into a relationship too quick. You know, it takes a year, at the very least, to see someone go in and out of seasons, to see them uh, display temperament and see them when, if they really have their stuff together, that they, that big bonus check comes in, then you get to see the real person that you're dealing with. Now, converse to that. When they lose a job or when someone ticks them off, you get another opportunity to see how their temperament and temperance comes about. Or you get to see the things that discombobulate them when the pressure kicks in. So we got another stereotype flipped on the head, but girls, you are right on the money. If it's moving too fast, I'm not saying go and kick the guy to the curb or run out, but it does it's a good thing to say, you know what, let's slow this thing down. Let's make sure before we go any further that I am feeling this. Another one, and, and again, I'm just going down a top ten list. Now, this one, I was looking at a, uh, a, a someone that I am a huge fan of is Tony Braxton. And Tony was on her show, The Braxtons, this uh, last week, saying that uh, it's okay for women to look for a man to be a man of means. Now, I'm going to say this one, I'm not going to say I don't agree, but I'm going to tell you I agree, but there's some conditions, and here's why. If the brother is in college, don't let the smooth taste fool you because he's not going to always be a student. Or if he just started a business and you see him busting his butt and working hard or he's about to complete that certification program in auto mechanics, plumbing, or, you know, what have you, give a guy a chance. I mean, because that's evidence. you got a dude that, number one, humbled himself and took his behind 
back to school or went into that trade program to make something out of himself. And then there's the other side that success did not come overnight, and I'm proof of that. I can remember uh, just looking back uh, uh, maybe 10 or 12 years ago being in pre-med at the University of Houston, and I was so broke I couldn't buy a mosquito, a hunting jacket, or a pack of condoms. So life does come with some uh, things that require people to build. So don't throw away somebody that's under construction because, you know, what is your trash later will become someone else's treasure. But truth be told, being the father of some daughters that I love dearly, an empty wallet at what rated number three on the list of women of why women dump their partners. And I have to say, the earning power of your partner is uh, far more important to women than men. But, again, here's another but. We live in a time where women are making, I think it just came out, um, and like I, I was CNN or uh, Newsweek or Forbes all shared an article about maybe 30 days ago showing that for the first time in history, one-fourth to a third of households that are uh, cohabitated households, male and women or whatever, you know, they the women are out-earning the men, so... Don't let that be the reason you kick a guy to the curb. But like I say, the the stats are out there, and it does say that, you know, the earning power is definitely important to a woman. Now, here is another reason why women. And, and ladies, I'm going to give you a standing ovation on this one. You are not mature enough. If you are dealing with some brother, or uh, to borrow a phrase from my buddy, P.K., Pastor Keith from St. John's downtown in Houston. If you're dealing with a ninja, and I said ninja, um, that's always playing a computer game or is always wanting to do something that is, let's say, at best adolescent-type behavior, run, especially if this man is like 40 years old and his pants are sagging. If he is wearing a uh, jersey, two or three times a week with an NBA or an NFL team on it. You are dealing with the wrong brother, sisters. You need a man that is mature enough to be a father to your children if you so choose to have them. You need someone that can handle pressure and problems, that can sit down and talk to you intelligently and can help make sound decisions affecting your life. So that reason Girls, you, I'm totally on board with you. If the brother is acting like he needs to have a pull-up and a sippy cup, kick his ass to the curb, okay? Now, the next reason why women say that I don't want to be in a relationship. Girls, I'm going to caution you on this one. I need to concentrate on my career. You know, you out there working hard the money, and I understand that. You're working hard, you, but maybe sometimes. We have to remember life is bigger than money. And I know for those of you that know me, they're going, Doc, you work. You have a radio show, a practice, you're doing all this. Yes, I know. I'm I'm more than working hard. But this is a time where, ladies, I have to put myself in check while I tell you this one. You know, life is beautiful. And what good is having the money to buy the roses if you don't take the time to smell them? 
which, in fact, that is kind of like defeating the purpose because at the end of the day, the company doesn't give a damn about you, and if it's time to downsize, you'll be out the window with nobody to love. And then going beyond that, after you get all these things, then what? If you have no one to share them with, if you have no one that just loves you for who you are and not what you are, that's a problem, all right? Now, here's the number six reason. I don't like your friends or family. Can you relate to this, ladies? You know, character clashes with your husband's friends and family is like a big deal. Now, here's what we have to say about that. And, and again, sisters, I'm going to say this to you, and I and please don't get upset with me, but make sure you're not the problem. You know, make sure that you're not being Miss So Suchy much and having being a little arrogant and stuck up. Because if you got a blue collar dude and you're a white collar girl, you know maybe that's God's way of saying, "Look, sister, don't forget where you came from." Because if any of us go back three generations, our relatives either were in a boat uh, coming across to this country in a boat or we're picking cotton in this country. So let's not get so uh, big that we forget our roots and our origins, you know. And the other side of it, again, got to draw the line somewhere. If you have, if he has a family full of hood rats, make sure that your husband is really a gerbil and not a hood rat too. In other words, don't think that the apple is going to fall far from the tree from which it came, and I'm not saying that it can't, but I am saying the apple doesn't fall far from the tree from which it came, so you might want to pay attention to where he got his beliefs and value systems from. You might want to pay attention, and guys, I'm going to say you can apply this to women too. You know, if this man or woman that you are in a relationship with has an ignorant-ass family, Run, because I guarantee you when it's all said and done, it's you against them, and that may not be such a good thing. Now, this one, I wish I had some sound effects music. I'd have the violins playing in the background. It's just not working. You know, as a relationship expert and as a holistic life coach, I, on a day-in, day-out basis, am greeted with the train wrecks of people's lives. So when we look at this stuff and say, you know what, tisk, 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 it's just not working. There's something wrong. Something's just not quite right. It probably isn't. So don't be so quick to ignore your feelings, but don't be too quick to embrace them. Make sure that you're being part of the solution and you're not part of the problem or, better yet, the catalyst for the problem. Stop and evaluate the situation and the circumstances and the things that are going on that could actually cause a relationship not to work. Okay, now, going to number eight on the list, and this is going to blow your mind. We're not getting married, so what's the point? Ladies, chill out on that crap, all right? Take your time. I promise you, all these biological clocks that we think are ticking are really not ticking. They're just, uh, you know, they're, they're just crazy, and life is about seasons. So if it is your season, you know, let it happen in due season. If it's not your season, your time will come. You do not have to make something fit that is just a little bit out of the box. 
Um, here's, here's another thing to consider with this not getting married thing. There are people that come in your life that come in your life for a season. So maybe this is the time you need to be focusing on finishing your education. Maybe this is the time that you need to focus on you or getting your spiritual side in order, possibly losing those extra pounds, be be it physical pounds or emotional pounds. But don't go and throw a good relationship away because somebody doesn't want to play Barbie and Ken, because I'm going to warn you, ladies, Ken is not anatomically correct, and Ken can't talk. So when your Ken doll has a real penis and he's a real person, you might want to listen because who knows, just like I tell men, brother, listen to that woman that's with you. You know, God put them in your life for a reason. Maybe, ladies, you might want to listen to him too. Then here's number nine. Number nine on this is we don't have enough in common. Now, here's a big thing on this. Are you equally yoked? Now, for some of you, you think equally yoked relates to credit scores or having a similar amount of money in the bank. That's a bunch of bull. No, it doesn't. Being equally yoked more than anything relates to having the same beliefs, the same value systems, uh, the same goals in life. So to get to that one, that requires an honest, down-to-earth conversation. If you cannot relate to someone's gifts or their belief systems or their value systems, then you probably don't have enough in common. But don't go and throw the baby out with the bathwater until you've had that conversation. Now, here's number 10 of why women leave a relationship. Again, I wish I had the music, but since I don't, I'm just going to spit it out. Lack of trust. The suspicion of cheating and general issues of trust are the number one reason why women leave relationships. Now, with all of that good stuff said, we're going to take a break, and we will be back in one minute to go into the flip side of why men leave relationships. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. We'll be right back in 60 seconds. The topic of this show is about freeing yourself from the invisible chains. And the reason why I'm talking about this is is going into how and why you free yourself. But before I do that, I want to send a quick shout-out to a fan, Miss Shirley Stubbs. Shirley, thank you for being uh, such a fan of the show and for all the nice, beautiful things that you say on Facebook. So I just want you to know that... Uh, You're being thought about, and we love you, girl. Now, back to this conversation. Setting yourself free first begins with you coming into grips with why you 
actually went there in the first place. And that's why I'm I'm going into this thing uh, about these ten reasons why uh, men and women leave for the for relationships. And what, what the reason I'm giving you the ten, and I'm giving you both sides, is I want you to stop while I'm doing these little lists, and I want you to stop and look at your stuff and be like, you know what? Um, since I'm still tethered to this person, since I still have this umbilical, uh, this invisible um, umbilical cord connected to this person, I maybe some of these li- these things on these lists will jar your memory, and you won't go back to that crap. But I promise you, when I get through with today's program, you will know without a doubt whether or not you should have stayed or you should have left. Okay, so. With that said, the reasons why men leave a woman for the other woman. First one, brothers complain about the high-maintenance girl, and they're like, you know what? Men like her, and and listen to this, ladies. Please listen to this, and brothers, you might want to put this in the back of the noggin, too, because if you just got through dealing with what you thought was the nightmare from hell in a woman or ladies, you just got through dealing with a guy that you felt like was that cheap bastard, well, here's what's going on for both of you. That high-maintenance girl that men, men like a high-maintenance girl, but the trick is the high-maintenance girl has to be self-sponsored. That's right. You can't keep making plans off somebody else's money. The moment that a man starts paying your bills and you keep asking for $20 for gas, $30 for this, can you help me buy some groceries and all that, man, look here, I'm going to tell you right now, men cringe. And the ones that don't, you might, and I'm going to warn you, ladies, I am going to warn you, any man that is just highly receptive to paying your way all the damn time, that control freak is going to be telling you when to go to the bathroom and when to leave and when to come and when to go. And, guys, don't you start something that you can't finish. Don't start out trying to play like you balling and you really are ping-pong balling. You know what I'm saying? If your wallet is not there, don't start something you can't maintain because not only are you going to make a fool out yourself, you're going to end up uh, being really resentful of that woman. I don't care how good she is. So, ladies, remember, it's 2013 you know, if you're a high-maintenance girl and you're self-sponsored, that is attractive. If you're a high-maintenance girl and you're not, well, hey. Um, the next one that men complained about is uh, not getting enough space. Men hate women who stick to them all the time. If you forsake your own life, ladies, and start in and just start trying to interfere with his, don't be surprised when all of a sudden your calls start going to voicemail. Men do not like being crowded, so that's why men leave women for another woman or just to get the hell away from the relationship. Now, again, I'm saying all of this stuff for you, those of you that just tuned into the program. The show today is about breaking that invisible chain, and I'm giving you uh, now on the male side of this thing why that chain gets strained and it breaks. Here's the next one. I know I can hear the peanut gallery. Every man that is listening to this show right now, uh, you guys can buy me a beer later. I'll get the high fives. But the the number three reason on the men's list is you are too nagging. Men do not like 
someone that is always nagging, you know, and, and I'm saying this, fellas, to be fair with the women, if she's nagging you about taking the trash out, your nasty behind needs to trash out and pick your drawers up off the floor. But if she's nagging you about little simple stuff, I kind of agree with the fellas on this one, ladies. Nobody wants to come to a place where they uh, should look more forward to coming home than leaving home. And if you want your dude not to come home, if you want him sitting on the couch looking at the remote and gritting his teeth with veins on the side of his head, keep nagging and that's just what you're going to get. Now, Got to go back to this one. The number six reason on the men's list for just hurry up and running from a relationship is the woman is a gold digger. Now, Kanye, I love that song. Isn't that weird? Kanye wrote a song called Gold Digger and Married Kim Kardashian. Anyway, let's leave that alone. But Kim does have her own money, so she may be high maintenance, but the girl is paid. But for those of you that are not paid and those of you that are trying to get you some scrimps, stop being a gold digger and go get a job. No man is going to keep you. He doesn't want you. And to be honest, I can't blame the brother because it takes two to make it and and one to fake it. So that ain't going to happen. Now, this is so funny. You remember I said earlier when I was going to the women's list, there is always this assumption that men are commitment foes, but actually it is women that say, hey, you're talking about, you know, tying me down a little too quick, homie. You're being desperate. So the same thing that women had as a pet feed, men do too. You're talking about marriage too much and too soon. Every relationship has various stages, and you have to go through all of them. So if you start pushing this dude to propose for marriage a month after you met him and you writing your last name behind his last name while you on your first date, hey, that is frightening, and it also means you're a little bit weird. So do not uh, start talking about the marriage thing because that is like the halfway point of why men run. Now, ladies, this is so unfair. This is unfair, fellas. All of all men, including yours truly, we want that sexy, voluptuous, know how to put it on us and drop it like it's hot girl. However, we want that only for ourselves. Dude, let me give you a hint. You know all that stuff that you did in your past? Well, you had to do that with somebody, right? Well, the chick that you just met has a past just like you do, so it is really chauvinistic and unfair for you to judge a woman um, because she has been seasoned or has some sexual experience or dated a couple of men. You know, I am so sick and tired of double standards on women. It is not fair. I'm totally on the side of women on this one. But, ladies, beware. You know, what you do will follow you. And if you live in a major city, I mean, like Houston has 7 million people in Metro Houston. But when it comes to the people that have their stuff together, it gets really small. And the same is true for Atlanta. The same is true for New York, L.A. And God forbid you live in a small town. You already know everybody knows your damn business. So if you have a racy reputation, slow your roll, girls, because just like you would not like to date guys who have a reputation for being flirts, i.e. hoes. The same thing holds true for men. Men do not want to date a woman that everybody has hit it and quit it and spit it. You got me? Okay, so we got that one. Now, we're getting down to the top three. 
and this is like so true. One of the reasons on the women's list of, you know, why this thing is flew south but I still feel tethered was the workaholic thing, right? Everybody's trying to get it. Everybody's trying to get their paper. But being a careerist is a positive point because if you meet a man in the workplace, he probably is respecting your talents and your uh, your abilities, uh, you know, all of that. But here's the other part. Being a workaholic, male or female, will negatively impact your relationships. And, see, this is part of that thing where you feel guilty like you kicked this good person to the curb and now you can't get them off your mind, that's because your ass is on a guilt trip. You got rid of somebody that could actually help you build something. But when it comes to men, your man should never feel ignored or secondary in your life. And when he does, I'm going to just tell you three things on that, ladies. Yes, the cat's away, the mice will play. Men are nothing but big boys. You always got to remember that by us. I mean, I'm 100% man, but there's still the little Derek. There's a little boy inside of Dr. D. Von Young, and there's a little boy inside of your man. We need to get validation and healthy, not, you know, not that little baby attention, but some healthy attention from you. So being a workaholic, not such a good thing. Now going to number eight. This is all women, please hear this. The reason why a lot of relationships end, and this is one time, ladies, I got a man up, okay? I can't, you know, I can't uh, play the Steve Harvey role today. I got to just do the D, Dr. D. Von Young because this is good for all of us. When you don't respect your man, if you are a rabbit feminist, whose uh, your favorite hobby is to derate, uh, uh, belittle, or castrate mentally and emotionally your men, first of all, I'm going to say this. Don't be surprised when you get your behind dumped. And if you have a boy, a little boy, you ought to be ashamed of your damn self because guess what you're creating? You're creating an effeminate man. Or you're creating a man that's going to be an asshole or a womanizer because that resentment has to go somewhere. So when you disrespect your dude, don't be surprised when he disrespects you. And that's like ushering us into like the top three things why men leave relationships. The next one, you remember I told you about that freak in the sheets, lady in the streets thing? Men do not like women that aren't good in bed. So that means your fellatio skills and being able to uh, pop his buttons, they need to be in order, ladies. So make sure that you don't try to play this role. And I'm going to be talking about this umbilical cord thing, you know, after we come back from the break before we go to this last reason. But here's the thing. you Men will leave you if you're not good in bed and they will not leave your butt alone if that's all you have going for you. And here's what I mean by that. Is, and, and we're going to really talk about this when I come back from break, but the if you are not putting it down, you don't know what his experiences are. And a lot of guys, you know, and a lot of this is cultural and is racial. So if you're dating a brother or a Hispanic dude, in our culture, you know, it's men like to brag about how they put it down and what they've done and their little sewing wallows. But, you know, I'm mean, to my white brothers out there, y'all like to play that, you know, sneaky role. 
And, you know, and it's so funny because Asian men and Anglo men, women always say they're so sweet and they're so polite. They got y'all's asses fool. You heard me? They are not any different than other brothers. It's just how they do it. That Their style is different. So they may not be as aggressive. They may not talk about it as quickly as we do or the way that we do. But believe me, the same mindset is beneath it all. So when you are going to decide to give a man a shot, Ladies, drop it like it's hot. You know, go ahead and back that thing up and do your thing, because if not, he's going to back his thing up and pull out with that U-Haul, and he's gone. So you've got to bring the noise in the bedroom, all right? Now, here is one of the biggest reasons, and it is the number one reason on men's list why we break up with women. You're a control freak. Men do not like being controlled or treated like a little boy. So if you got a man that acts like a little boy, you the fool for being with him. But men leave women that treat men like little boys. And I'm going to give you some hints on this. Ladies, stop being his mom. He already has one. And if he starts comparing you to his mother, you know, let him know, look, I'm either your girl or I'm going to move around. But whatever you do, ladies, don't you be a control freak. Don't start thinking that you need to pick up his phone and tell him what time to come home and do all of that because, to be honest with you, if people are going to burn you, they're going to burn you and you never know it. So the things that you're probably tripping off of aren't even real. With that said, we'll be right back with and this. And when I come back from this break, I'm going to show you how to cut that invisible umbilical cord. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and we'll be right back in 60 seconds. If you want to call in with some of your commentaries and questions, now is the time to do it. Um, we're talking about that invisible chain. You know that chain that um, you have where you've broken up a relationship, be it a marriage or a cohabitation, but there's this part of you that's still, like, tethered to this person. Well, if you've got some comments or questions, you can call us at 646 646- Four seven eight fifty six ten at six four six four seven eight fifty six ten. Now, continuing, more than fifty percent of marriages end in divorce. However, the ending is less final than many would think. The covenant that in marriage or in a committed relationship, even though the contract ends, be it a legal document or just something that's been written on the heart, that attachment can linger, and here's why. There's this thing, have you ever heard the term soul ties? Well, there's there's no joke to that, man. And And here's what happens. You get to this place where you're living in the gray area. Now, what is the gray area? The gray area is those places where you have not stopped attaching or reminiscing or revisiting 
these moments that just kind of, you know, kind of like, you know how you go to grandmama's house or your aunt's house, you go there and there's like the smell of these mothballs and, you know, damn well, that's not a smell that you want in your crib, but you love grandma, big mama, auntie, whatever, so much that you kind of, you like a smell that you don't like. That's what happens with people. We end up kind of having this attachment that's not necessarily bad, but it's not good either. Now, here's here's a place where this begins. You know, to solve this problem of this invisible umbilical cord, what we're going to do is we're going to pull this thing up by the roots, and I am going to give you the roots so that if you didn't have them, you're going to get them now. Now, here we go. First one, you barely spend any time together. Now, that that's kind of catchy. But it's no surprise that in today's economy, both partners are often working full-time jobs. But today, couples spend, uh, in many instances, much less time together than ever in the history of uh, people cohabitating. Now, why is that? You know, maybe it's the demands of the job. Maybe it's the commute. Maybe we've got a lot of friends and social activities not to mention this internet thing that's called that's wreaking havoc in our lives. The bottom line is when your guilt trip is attached to your breakup, and you're thinking, you know, damn, I really didn't spend that much time with this person. Maybe there's a reason for it. You know, maybe you know just and and I want you to just really ask yourself this question because there is no real answer, and the answer is going to be different for everybody, but. Some of this is like, let's say you're the type that you'd rather stay home and watch movies and go out on a date or even just a casual get-together with some friends, but your person you're with is just the opposite. That's when you have to ask yourself, you know what, was I being so damn selfish that all he or she wanted to do was just kind of like go to a movie sometimes and I wanted to uh, red box it or maybe – there were times that I actually could have gone to church or I could have gone to see that play and you didn't. So one of the reasons why you're hanging on to something you probably should let go of is because you have a little guilt. Now, here's the other one. Your partner makes you feel bad about yourself. That's real. You know, you should never find yourself believing that you're not good enough due to somebody's judgmental attitudes or their words or their actions toward you. You know, even if it's in a joking manner, you know, something, let's say they're talking about your looks or your job or your intelligence or, you know, whatever relates to someone's self-esteem, that can really hurt you. And you should not just sit back and be made to be the butt of a joke, but you knew there was a butt, right? What if they're right? What if you do need to get off your ass and lose 75 pounds, okay, 25 pounds. But what if you do need to do that? What if the thing that they're saying about you is true, that, uh, you, fellas, you sitting up playing PlayStation when you should have been at a station trying to fill out an application? I mean, what if that is true? What if the things that uh, this person that was, quote, unquote, berating you about were real? You know, what if you did need to take that weave that's been in your head out for the last seven months I ain't going to go there. But why is it some people will have weave and naps? I mean, the reason you got a weave was to cover up. Never mind. Well, we won't go there. But if the person is saying things that are making you feel bad about you and you know that there's some truth in it and you know that the last three or four people that dated you 
all said the same thing about you, you know, don't get mad at the messenger and try to think that by kicking the messenger to the curb that the message isn't going to keep coming, all right? Now, this one, this reason I think has got some truth in it. Some of us hang on to this intensity and the high passion between this love-hate relationship. And that's and I'm going to give an example of this. You know those couples that all of us have some fool like this in our family that's, that's dating another fool, and, you know, they slapping the taste out of each other's mouth, cussing each other out, and then we say, well, why don't you leave? And three, months, uh, three minutes later, not months later, three minutes later, they're cursing you out for talking about the boo. Well, you know, if you are in a relationship, have you gotten to a point that dysfunctional has become your normal? Have you gotten to a place where every time you look up, here's the fighting, and you love the makeup sex? And and I'm telling you, I have more people that come in my office that are stuck on stupid living this bull crap. And, and I, I ask them on a constant basis, you know, why are you hanging around with somebody that's slapping the hell out you that you know is no good? You're doing this in front of your kids. But, see, some of us, we, we've gotten to a point where we know no one else is going to put up with that shit off of us. So it's comfortable. It's familiar. And you have to ask yourself, is the reason you can't snap the umbilical cord because you are not able to function in a normal relationship? So what you know is that you and Billy, okay, now you done got your teeth fixed from him when he knocked that tooth out. And, you know, where you uh, pull that patch of hair out of his head, you know, it's finally grown back a little bit now. And you, neither one of you really meant it, especially, you know, during that time one of the two of you or both of you were incarcerated, you missed the sex. And you got back out, well, man, maybe it's time for you to expect something different because as long as you keep doing less, you will never find the best. Now, here's the big one. A lot of us have guilt simply because they feel that, you know, I was on a quest for self-improvement or at least a better life, and he's content in sitting in an armchair playing with the Xbox. Now you're growing as a human being. You've started really weighing out and thinking about what you say and what you do. Don't let that mess pull you back into that crap. You know what I mean? Go ahead and keep moving forward with your life. Uh, there are people out there that want what you want. There are people out there that want to do better and want to have more, but we feel guilty sometimes. We feel really bad when we have sat around waiting on this this person to change and they didn't change. I'm going to tell you, their ass is still not going to change. Get an epiphany. You know, if, if you don't ever change the way you look at things, the things you will, you look at will never change. And hanging on to people that don't want anything out of life because you do, and, and I see this especially with women. Uh, ladies, you guys will go and bust your butt and finish college and get, you know, I don't care if it's a two-year degree or a four-year degree, and men do this too. You'll go and get this stuff. And now you go and pick this same hood rat up that's been holding you back. Let these sorry folks go. They don't, they, they're not there for you. If you continue hanging on to this person that is just really, uh, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for, dysfunctional, 
you're holding on to mediocrity, and that's the best of the worst and the worst of the best, and I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Long as you keep hanging on to the wrong person, you're making four people miserable. You, the person you're with, and the two people that God had intended both y'all to meet. So don't let yourself be caught up in this cycle of less than. You will only get out of life what you put in life. Now, going down my little Dr. D list, we try to justify repeated wrongs. You know, we make excuses for our partner's ill deeds, uh, for not doing favors to other people, even to yourself. You tell yourself that, you know what, uh, she's cold or he's cold because, well, you know, he had a bad relationship with his mommy or she, you're saying, well, she doesn't comfort me in the time of need because, you know, she's just distracted. Or, you know, the reason that he cheated on me three times was because he was drunk. Or, you know, I'm always working late, and that's the reason why it's my fault why he's always mad and slaps me. Get your – stop smoking that cheap weed. Well, don't smoke weed, period. But the truth is stop trying to justify why you are settling for less than you deserve out of life. There's too many times that there are things that God is trying to give you, and you are giving yourself this bullshit. And, I, you know, I, if you guys need to beat that out, go ahead, church folk. But, you know, just to be honest, if you got somebody in your life that they're always going to church, but they're coming back to the crib cussing you out, you got a guy that treats his boys better. You know, he's like, well, you know what? So-and-so likes this kind of beer, and this fool will go to the uh, to the liquor store, the grocery store, and come back with his buddy's favorite beer, but he won't even bring you your favorite candy bar. I mean, come on, babe. Are you really that stupid? Are you really that stupid? Or, or guys, you dating a woman that she will go and get her nails done, and she will go and get her hair done and buy a new outfit, and your son is running around here with some uh, pants up around his ankles to where you know damn well those weren't short pants. Your your girl ain't bought your kids no new clothes, or she won't help you with the kids you already have. But you know that that ain't that ain't right. So people, kick these sorry folk to the curb, especially when they keep doing the same mess to you over and over again. Now here's a good one. You're daydreaming about leaving. You know, you used to get lost in the visions that you had for your life. You wanted a nice, cozy life with your love, the love of your life. And now you're longing to go and pack your bags and even live in a pup tent just to get away from this fool. That ought to tell you something. When you know that you've already left the situation, and and you struggled with leaving. I mean, you really had issues. You talked to Passa. You went and called. Uh, you you called your girl. Your girlfriends and them got sick of you. You even were holding a dog or a cat, uh, crying and wondering what you should do. To the point the dog ran up under the damn bed the next time you went to hold him. That tells you why are you going back. I mean, is your memory so short? And, and I'm going to give you this. Don't y'all write me no letters either because I'm getting ready to talk about two black folks that were crazy as hell when they were alive. Was was Whitney Houston 
and Michael Jackson. Now I'm gonna tell you, Whitney can sing the roof off of a off of a building. Michael is one of the coldest entertainers I've ever met. But you know what we do? Here's what we do. We forget about all the weird shit that we went through with people when they were in our lives. And when we start forgetting about the misery, the pain, you know, about Michael having sleepovers with them little kids, you know, that's weird. You ain't got no business with no little boy in your bed, and why are you carrying Webster around? You know what I'm saying? We forget about the weirdness that we experienced when we were with people. We forget about Whitney's hand quack as whack. You know, we forget about this. And now once someone has been removed from our lives, and in this case I'm not trying to berate dead folk, but I'm just using that as an example, okay? When we forget about what we really dealt with with these folks, when we forget about how damn crazy somebody was, you know, homeboy, sister did cut your damn clothes up with some scissors. You know, homegirl, dude was looking in your in your panties in the dirty clothes, smelling them, trying to wonder where you've been. Come on, don't forget these people were crazy. God got these folks out your life. Leave them the hell out your life. You know what I'm saying? You cannot go and turn a jackass into a racehorse. I don't care. You can take it to the Kentucky Derby. You can board it. You can get the best veterinarian. You can get a trainer. You can run it around the track. You can have it in the same stable that they had secretariat and whatever, you know, triple crown winner was in there. Look, when that thing it shoots, when they shoot the gun and open the gate, you are not going to have a thoroughbred come through the gate. It's going to be hee-haw in that damn jackass you started with. So <laughs> let the mule be a mule and move around, okay? Now, the next thing. Next couple of things. You were staying out of self-sacrifice. And, women, I'm going to get to y'all on this one. And do here's some dudes out there do this too, okay? When it comes down to it, you realize that you're no longer in love, but how can you leave? How can you leave? You know, he just wouldn't be able to get by without you. Bless his little heart. You know, maybe you got kids and you're worried about how, the dissolution of your relationship will affect your babies. And that's totally understandable. What the hell is wrong with you? You know damn well your kids are jacked up in the head because of you and this fool. So why are you actually acting like self-sacrificing? The only self you're sacrificing is everyone else's self while you are sitting there because you're either too scared to move forward in your life or you just aren't man or woman enough to take care of your damn self. Or you don't want to be alone. So, you know, dude, you're going to work. You're working 50 hours a week. This chick is, she's screwing more people than God, you know. But you just, you know, you don't you don't want her to be with nobody else. Homie, get a grip. She's already being with everybody else. Or ladies, you know, you just, you know, the baby, that's your baby daddy. Hell, he's one of the damn kids. You're the one taking the care of the kids. You're dressing him and the kids. How the hell is he a daddy? All he is is a man that got you pregnant. He was a sperm donor. Stop thinking this foolish bull crap that you are you are making life better by sacrificing yourself to stay with him or her at this point. You done lost your damn mind. 
your unhappiness, if your unhappiness is affecting your kids, and it is, because where, where are you going, well, you know what, my last time he hit me in the eye, my son is the one that bought me an ice pack or bought me a steak. Look, boo, the man hit you in front of your kid. Or the last time that woman bust you in the head with a shoe or was talking about you and your mama, in front of your kids, I mean, come on, when is enough going to be enough? Do you really need to keep going back to that? There should come a time in your life that you give yourself a shot at having something real. But I'm just going to tell you, if you don't love you, why in the hell should someone else? Now, here's the next one. You keep these secrets. Once there was nothing that you kept from this person. You confessed all your deepest secrets and told each other just almost everything about life from day to day, from what happened at the job to how you were feeling. But, hell, things changed. And then you conveniently forgot to mention that, well, you know, you gotten back in contact with, you know, that little freaky chick you knew from school. And, you know, you you got you a friend. And then both y'all are put money in secret accounts and, you know, you did all this mess and your relationship fell apart because both of you were deceiving each other. You can't point the finger at him because you're guilty too. Why are you going back to that? I mean, what, for round two, are you a Satanist? You just, you know, you, you just like dysfunction? I mean, if your relationship got to a point where you're cheating, he's cheating, both y'all lying. You got separate bank accounts. You screwing a guy that's your friend. He's screwing his his secretary. I mean, come on, man, wake up. You really, do you really need round two of that? No. Now going a little bit further, and these are my last two things. Okay, this goes into that. When your libido changes, now sometimes I ain't gonna lie. You got some medical issues. You need, uh, you know, you got to a point you can't even see your pubic hairline no more. Okay, boo, maybe you do need a tummy tuck, and, and maybe your man looks like he's pregnant. But there comes a point in your life where if the sex life is gone and you don't even want to get your freak on with this person that when you first met, y'all were doing stuff in cars that the EPA would, or the, you know, the, the Department of Public Safety would take your license if they knew the little freaky stuff y'all couldn't wait to get home to do. You couldn't even get out the parking lot. You had to do it there. You, When you got in the house while you were dating, you just couldn't help but you pulling off clothes, leaving a trail. You don't even make it to the bedroom. You're having sex in the kitchen. You know, if it went from that to no sex at all, it went from that to, you know, mutual and Viagra like the Tic Tacs and they're not working. It went from that to where the man doesn't even make you moist, let alone wet anymore. That should tell you that something's wrong. Sex is a healthy, beautiful part of any good relationship. And when that spark fizzles out despite all the efforts you made to retrieve it, you may be better off as friends. I did not say friends with benefits, and that's why some of you cannot cut the cord. You don't want this person, but you don't want nobody else to have them. You really don't want to have sex with them anymore, but your little freaky has that little thing that they, they know that little spot. You know what I'm saying? They know how to do whatever it is you like done, whether it's tie you up, 
and you dress up like Colonel Sanders, and they dress up like a piece of chicken, and y'all roll around in eleven herbs and spices, and you, you know, you, that gets you off. Whatever it is, you know, you can find some other weirdo that is going to dress up in a costume and do whatever with you. Okay, maybe not a weirdo, and maybe not a costume. But my point is, is that when the thrill is gone, leave it alone. When you've gotten to a place where you don't have intimacy anymore where you, you, it's just not there. Why keep playing like it is? Why do something while the, the minute that you climax, you're thinking about you want to go get a sandwich, and I'm not talking about in the kitchen like, you know, uh, two towns over, or you you don't want to cuddle. You know, you, you, you had your thrill. You had that little three minutes of performance, and now you, you don't want to be there. You know, while you're there, you're thinking about someone else or you're thinking about, you know, did you uh, miss uh, Love and Hip Hop tonight? I mean, let's stop and think about this, man. Are you, who are you fooling? Now, here's the last one. When a big part of graduating to the real world of adult relationships is realizing that the early butterflies in your stomach and the, you know, the goosebumps and all of that morphs into something more stable. And perhaps to someone that doesn't know anybody, it may seem less exciting, but the chances are that, you know, if you really understand what real love is about, real love is not always um, all the dessert. Real love involves some vegetables and some salad, some meat and some bread. You know, it's kind of like it has to be a balanced diet. You have to be able to communicate with somebody about something meaningful, not just some BS that's just filler conversation. You have to really care and listen and not wait to talk, but truly hear what's on this other person's heart, what's on their mind. Another big piece to this puzzle is making time for what's really important, and that's someone that loves you for everything that you're not as well as what you are having someone that will tell you, you know, you just did some jacked up stuff and, you know, you're better than that. Or someone that can come back to you and say, you know, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have talked to you that way and I shouldn't have behaved that way. I was an asshole and, you know, that's just not who I am. And of all people, I shouldn't treat you that way. When the thrill is gone, leave it alone. Now, last couple of things I'm going to say to you before we wrap the show if you're having a problem, and this is not an infomercial, this is just because some people can't listen to no one but themselves and some people can't do things except in their own time. Go to dyvonyoung.com. That's It's spelled like Ivan, D-I-V-A-N-Y-O-U-N-G D-I-V-A-N-Y-O-U-N-G.com. Order Break Up, Don't Break Down. It is a best-selling book. Uh, the Associated Press even call it the Relationship Manual. Now, by incident, God blessed me to write it, but the truth be told is it, it, I'm even in awe sometimes of how the Holy Spirit can work and help you to create things that can bless millions of people, and that book has. If you're stuck in a dysfunctional relationship, I, I really suggest you get that book. And I'm going to give you three or four little things you can do to cut the cord, and then well, I'm going to get out of here today. First thing, convert what is emotional to what's logical, meaning get out your feelings. 
write down why you broke up with this person to start with. You know, stuff like, you know, she tried to run me down with the car. Or, you know, he was hitting on my mama. That kind of stuff. Just write it down. And when you can look at this logical list of reasons why this person's not there, then that, that's a thing. The next thing, be a put yourself in a position where you trust God a little bit more. All that you've seen isn't all that you're going to see. So don't live in the past. Have some expectation for future things and for wonderful things, because I'm going to be honest with you. We get what we expect, and if we don't expect more, we don't get more. There's this thing, I have a master's degree in metaphysics, and there's this thing that I that is so true. Uh, I'm going to do this for those of you that are religious fanatics. I'm going to use the Bible. It says, as a man thinks, so is he. And sometimes that's interpreted in so many ways and, and conveniently to get y'all to put some money in a plate. But the truth of the interpretation of that statement is whatever you believe, whatever you think, you will have. So if you believe that there's a brighter day, if you believe that someone out there can love you for who you are as well as who you are. If you believe that that person that you got rid of was a lesson and it was preparation for the person that God is sending your way, I promise you, you're going to have that which you seek find you. And here's the last thing, and I'm out of here. Last thing is there is somebody out there that will love you. There's somebody out there that wants what you want, that believes what you believe, that, well, I just said believes what you believe. That was ghetto, wasn't it? But it's true, that they do believe what you believe, that they have the hope for the things that you have hope for. There's someone out there. God created someone that will love your 350-pound self or your skinny bean pole self or your too quiet self, or your chatty Kathy self. But for you to find that person, for you to find real, authentic love, lasting love, it starts with you loving yourself and being willing to accept in others, meaning all those imperfections, all those things that aren't right, all those things that aren't perfect, when you're willing to accept those things about someone else, that's when you're going to find someone that can accept those things about you. Anyway, that's the show for today. I'm Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Hit me up on Facebook. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up, period. But uh, make sure that more than anything else, you don't let anyone hit up your feelings and knock up your dreams. This has been Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Have an awesome week. Love you. Talk to you soon.